Om Jnana Timirandhasya Jnana Shalakaya Chakshurin Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha very grateful to Srila Vyasadeva and Srila Prabhupada for giving us this clear knowledge. And of course, Kalad Maharaj is to deliver this knowledge. Swa-artha-gati-i-vishnam. The goal of life is Lord Vishnu. Not, not, not even Lord Shiva or Lord Brahma. And definitely not Sai Baba. It's very unfortunate that people are misled by these andhas, these blind people. Even if one thinks that the goal of life is Shiva or Brahma, he is a great fool according to Lord who is blinded by material desires, so Krishna says, they surrender to Anyadeva, other gods. And again, those who worship demigods, the result they get from that is limited and temporary, therefore they're fools. Krishna finishes his picture. Those who worship the demigods go to the demigods. And those who worship me, they go to me. You get what you want. You worship Sai Baba, you go to Sai Baba. Which worst region of hell he's going to, we have no idea. That's been something very horrible. Shastra says, Yes, tu narayanam devam brahma rudra vidaivatai samatvenaiva vikshita sapashandi bhagavatam. Who thinks that even Shiva and Brahma are equal to Lord Narayan? He is a great atheist, a rascal, and a demon. How great are Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva? We offer our humble obeisances at their lotus feet. They are great demigods, and they are very powerful living beings. They are also great devotees of Lord Krishna. Uh-huh. Even though they are so powerful, done it. Lord Shiva, just by his dancing, he destroys the whole universe. And Lord Brahma, simply by his meditation, he creates the universe. They are so powerful, but we don't worship them as the Supreme Lord. They worship Krishna as the Supreme and someone is making ashes, and they say, God, this is coming to Very bad intelligence. Mandadhi, Mandabuddhi, very bad intelligence. In Sriman Bhagavatam it said, that those who have good intelligence in Kali Yoga, they worship the avatar of this age, who teaches the holy name, Yagyai Sankirtana Prayer, Vijantihi Sumedasa. Those who have got good brain, they worship Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the Sankirtan movement. And the opposite is Alpameda Saha. That also said in, in Bhagavad Gita, Alpha Meda Saha. Those have less brains, they worship demigods. Those who have no brains at all, whose brains are totally corrupted, they worship some bogus incarnation. Even worshipping some demigod, that's within the Vedic culture. At least there's some hope. That one devotee asked Prabhupada once that some people, they were, they're Christians, they worship one god, and others, demigod worshippers, they have the idea of many different gods. They may even be worshipping Kali by offering meat. So who is better? It seems that Christians are better. Robert said that the demigod worshippers, even the worshippers of Kali, are in a better position because they are within the Vedic culture. Now this Vedic culture is meant for teaching us that our Swarasagati is Vishnu. Our goal of life is Lord Vishnu. That is the goal of the Vedic culture. And within that there may be people at different levels of foolishness who haven't come to that point yet. But... Foolishness is one thing, but outright rascaldom is something else. When that position of worship, which is meant for Lord Vishnu, is taken by a jiva, that is the most demonic thing. We often find these followers of Sai Baba, they're also vegetarian, they're also apparently pious people. They are the most unfortunate people in the universe. They would be in a better position if there were some Croatian meat-eater who never heard anything about Krishna and he's smoking 40 cigarettes a day. That's better position than being very pious, born in a nice Hindu family, not drinking, not eating meat, 
and thinking Sai Baba is God. This is the most offensive. There's so much offensive. Just like you see in Tirupati, all over South India, it's very famous. They have prayers to Lord Venkatesha, Dalaji. Shivankatati Natame Tapasubhatam. There's many prayers, certainly saying this Govindamadi Purusham. They have so many prayers for waking up Lord Vishnu at Tirupati. And they describe the different qualities of the Supreme Lord, that you are the husband of the goddess of fortune who was born from the ocean of milk. And so many nice prayers like this. You are worshipped by Shiva, by Brahma, by all the demigods. Your beautiful bluish form is attractive to all the worlds. Uh, you Wish auspiciousness for all the worlds. Like this, very beautiful friends. So what these rascals have done, they've taken out the name of Venkatadrinath, Lord Vishnu, and put in the name of Sai Baba, Sai Baba. I can't imagine anything more sinful than this. Beyond my imagination, anything could be more sinful than this. And people come to our programs and chanting Hare Krishna, and they're thinking, what about Sai Baba? This is called Even as the opportunity to understand Krishna, but they misuse it and go to hell. Even you'll find these so-called Sai Baba devotees, they also chant Hare Krishna. But they're thinking Krishna is Sai Baba. So by their so-called chanting, they're going to hell. They're not going to Vaikuntha, they're going to hell. Very serious offense, most serious offense, that the Supreme Lord, who should be worshipped, who is the object of our affection, who is the goal of our life, someone else should try to take this position. This is due to lack of proper information. Uh, they don't know. But why they don't know, that's also said in the previous verse. Because they don't want to know. They're not interested in being Krishna conscious. By the endeavors of others. Even you preach them day, night, up, down, inside, out, quote Shastra, and they'll say, yes, very nice, but I think Sai Baba is wrong. And Svata, by their own endeavor also, if they, not that they're in the slightest bit philosophically or intellectually inclined, but even if they tried, they couldn't find out Krishna by their own mental efforts. And neither by... If they sit in a big conference, will they understand? It's like they have this world conference of religion. And they all sit and talk. Who knows what rubbish they talk. The point should be, what is the, if they're discussing world conference of religion, they should be thinking, who is God? What is our relationship with Him? How to serve Him? How to glorify Him? How to glorify Him? But they have no idea of God, nor do they want to understand God factually. And if, if our devotees go to such a conference and say, all right, let's talk about who is the absolute truth? Who is the supreme law? They, they will immediately protest. Don't be dogmatic. Everyone should have their own opinions. Every religion is as good as every other. Okay, it's time for a roast beef lunch. Uh, so they're not interested actually to know God. So even they have big, big world conference of religion, delegate from London, and so many big, big archbishop, and this, that, all useless. Because their goal is not to know God. Their goal is to enjoy sense gratification. Uh, therefore, even they talk big, big religious with head of this church, head of that church. They simply vishatam to Mishra. They enter into her. And after coming up through different species of life, worm in the stool, fish, plant, dog, cat, again they come to the human form. And again they talk all nonsense and again they go to her. Because they're not interested to know God. They don't want. Actually, anyone who is serious to know God 
you would immediately appreciate this Krishna conscious movement. doesn't matter, they may be officially brought up in a Christian family, Muslim family, whatever, doesn't matter. But if they're sincere to know God, they will recognize that here is God, here is proper knowledge of God, here is proper worship of God. Because they want to, they want to keep uh, religion as a kind of social formality, they cannot understand God. I'm in the box, Muslim box, here's my flag, green flag. We are Muslims, we are Sunni, Shia, we are, this is our group. So we can understand God. Qualification to know God is you must be born in a Sunni Muslim family. Then you can understand God. Someone will say, no, no, you have to be born in the Catholic Church. Then you can understand God. Someone says, no, you have to be born in the United Reform, a Spixcolopian Presbyterian Church. Then you, with our three members. Then you can understand God. But you don't find in any scripture, even in Christian scripture, it says you have to belong to this church or that church to understand God. Jesus Christ gave the process to understand God, how to pray. Of course, that's a very basic level. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Chant the names. And next thing, give us this day our daily bread. So actually you can't understand God to a very high level by simply asking him for bread. God is giving us bread, but that's not his whole purpose in life. Uh, it's, uh, someone, is a, someone is an engineer, someone is a doctor, someone is a nurse, and God is a baker. That is his job. This means very slight understanding of God. God is simply our bread giver. And you have to fear him, otherwise he'll curse you through his long white beard. He'll send some angels down from the clouds to throw you into hell. So this is not proper understanding of God. Srimad Bhagavatam gives proper understanding of God. That unfortunate thing people don't want to understand. Why? Because their goal of life is to satisfy their senses. That means they have no interest actually to surrender to God. God means we have to surrender to him. Not simply give me this, give me that. But they like some dhava because he's, you pray to me and I'll give you material blessing. No doubt this rascal has some yoga shakti. That doesn't make him God. Many demons, they have such power. You see, Bhagavatam describes Maya Dhanava, a very powerful demon with a lot of yoga shakti. And he could, when the demons were fighting, he would dip them in a pot of nectar and bring, they would be killed, he would put their body in a pot of nectar and bring them back to him. This Shalva was another demon. He was, uh, he got an airplane given to him by Maya Dhanava. So that airplane could vanish, again reappear the next second somewhere else. It had all kinds of weapons on board. Shalva, by his mystic potency, he came before Lord Krishna on the battlefield and showed, here is your father, Vasudev, and chopped his head off. You know this story? So a very powerful demon, no doubt. Generally demons have some mystic powers. But that doesn't make them God. One of their qualifications. So we shouldn't be misled. I understand that even sometimes some of our devotees, they come to Krishna consciousness and after some time, oh, Sai Baba is very nice. This means they're not taking Krishna consciousness very seriously. Sentiment only. Bahirartha, they are on the external platform. Oh, Krishna consciousness seems very nice. But not trying to understand. Shastra is given so that we can understand Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. It's not meant simply we hear some nice stories, Krishna is stealing the bata, Krishna is dancing with the gopis, and that's the whole Bhagavatam. So much philosophy we have, we're supposed to read these books and understand them. We can't understand Krishna consciousness by our own stupid ideas. Our own ideas means they must be stupid, because we are stupid. That's why we're in this material world. So we have to become intelligent by hearing from Guru, Sadhu, and Shastra. That is the meaning of coming to Krishna consciousness, to learn Guru Sadhavan Shastra. Jnana Timiran Hasya Jnanam Janashalakaya Chakshuran Militam Yena Tasmai Sri Guru Venam. Why is the Guru worshipped? Because he 
takes us out of the darkness of ignorance by giving us knowledge. It's not that we accept a guru just because he sings nicely or he tells funny jokes. Of course, that's not a disqualification. The guru may also sing nicely and tell jokes. But that is also not his qualification. That is a secondary feature of his personality. Nowhere in scripture does it say that you should accept a guru because he sings nicely and tells jokes. Guru means who takes you out of the darkness of ignorance by giving spiritual knowledge. Because people are sentimental, not very serious, they think, oh, let me find a guru who sings nicely. And I'll play his cassettes and that will be very nice. But no interest to hear what is he speaking. That, you rascal, why don't you understand Krishna? No, no, we don't want to hear. We'll go to Sai Baba. So this means not serious. Or another thing, after lecture last night, one lady came to me and asked, what is your astrological sign? So what does it matter what my astrology What's it got to do with anything? She may be thinking, well, I gave a lecture like that because I'm such and such. It's Capricorn or whatever they are. I, don't, I only know that one because that's the one I'm in. I don't know what they are. What is it? Uh, anyway, I don't know. So she'll say, oh yes, he spoke like that because he's a Capricorn. That explains everything. But I didn't speak like that because I was born on such a day and the stars were in such a position. I spoke like that because I heard from my spiritual master. He spoke like that and he told me to speak like that. It's got nothing to do with this miserable body that I got born in or the miserable mind that I inherited with it. It's like sometimes people, they read psychology books. And then they see everything through psychology glasses. Or he's like this because in his childhood his mother mistreated him. So we should teach, we should uh, treat him like this and like this and like this and then he'll become better. This is incorrect. Everyone is contaminated in this material world because they have forgotten Krishna. And his mother may have shouted at him in his childhood. That is only incidental. We are contaminated from millions of lifetimes, not just what your mother did in this life. And the method for purification is not to read some psychology book. The method of purification is jito darpana marjanam param vijayati sri krishna sankirtanam to engage in sankirtan which cleanses the heart of all dirty things. So we can't understand Krishna or devotional service by looking in astrology books or psychology books. This is svata. By our own endeavor we think we'll understand. But the proper method to understand is jnane prayasam udapasya namanta eva. Stop trying to understand by your own foolish brain and become humble. Become humble. Stop thinking, I'm such a big brain, I know so much. Jivanti san mukharitam bhavadiya varitam. And to hear from self-realized souls the messages of Krishna. So this is the method. But even after coming and hearing, they ask, what about Saibaba? What about Chinma? Then they'll go on all night. What about this one? What about that one? What about another one? So we don't have to go on all night discussing. We have one verse from Bhagavad Gita which summarizes them all. Anyone who doesn't surrender to Krishna, he's a rascal. He may be category one, category two, category three, or category four. There are four categories, but they're all rascal. So there's no need to bring, what do you think of this, what do you think of that? We are already, Krishna has given his opinion and we follow Krishna. Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. His opinion is worth following. Yes. My opinion isn't worth following. I'm a conditioned soul and my intelligence is very limited. But if Krishna says they're all rascals, then we simply have to accept them. They must be rascals because Krishna said so. But people like such rascals because they're also rascals. Their aim of life is to go to hell. Adanta Gopi, let us have uncontrolled senses. Let us enjoy this material world. 
Let us enjoy this material world again and again. I remember once in Bangladesh, uh, I was in a village, and there was this bogus guru, what is spoken about in this verse, by Shukra Parampara, it means he's family business guru. According to the caste system in India, who is the son of a Baba, he becomes a Baba. Who is the son of a farmer, he becomes a farmer. Who is the son of a fisherman, becomes a fisherman. Who becomes a thief, who is the son of a thief, he becomes a thief. They also have their caste, thief caste, with all their customs and everything. So who is the son of a guru, becomes a guru, family business. So anyway, the family guru was there with his big belly, that is the symptom by which you can identify a bona fide <laughs> guru. That even when he lies down on his bed, which he does a lot of the time, because he hasn't got any work to do, his belly still comes up. So one old lady came up to him with her bent over like this and said, please help me, my eyes, I'm going blind. So this rascal said to him, don't worry, God will help you. Now if he had been a real guru, he would have said, of course you're going blind, you're 90 years old. You're going to die any moment, you should chant Hare Krishna. He said, he says, no, God will help you. But what does he mean, God will help you? Like your eyes are going to get better. Even if your eyes would get better, which isn't possible, you're going to die. And you'll get a nice set of new eyes, fish eyes. Because all the people in Bangladesh eat lots of fish. So you can get nice eyes like a fish. But because he's a cheetah, he can't even imagine to speak the real thing. He can't speak the truth, otherwise he'd lose his family business. If he told people to actually surrender to God, then they'd stop surrendering to him. Then he wouldn't get all the fish to maintain his big belly. So this cheating, cheating, cheating. Everything except this Bhagavad Dharma, Krishna consciousness, as it is, it's all cheating. Anything outside of Sarvadhaman Paritya Mahamekam Shandamraja, it's all cheating. Even in the name of Krishna consciousness, there's so much cheating. It hasn't come here yet. Don't worry, it will come. Because people, they like to be cheated. Many people, they think, oh, Krishna consciousness is very nice. This Krishna is very beautiful. We like prasadam. We like chanting. But we don't like all this hard work, surrender, getting up in the morning, following principles. So for such people, we recommend, be patient. Don't worry. In course of time, a cheating guru will come, and you can take him as your guru. And he will teach you, it's all right to chant Hare Krishna, and you can love Krishna. You can really love Krishna, but you don't have to follow anything. There are many such gurus in India, so-called gurus, and when they discover there's a good market in the West, they'll be over here. They're a little slow to get over here. They're very busy. They have many disciples in India. Uh, but when they discover there are people with enough money, they'll be over here. You can be sure. Or even more subtle, you'll find people who say that, yes, Krishna consciousness is very good. You should follow all the principles. But uh, Iskand is not very good. We offer all our respects to Bhaktivedanta Swami. They won't call him Prabhupada. He did a very good job going all over the world, teaching people the basic principles of Krishna consciousness. So that was very nice, quite good. But now I have come to teach you the highest thing. In Iskand, they don't understand this. They only know how to chant Hare Krishna. They don't know the real intimate gopi leelas. So you forget Iskand. That helped you. That's no, That's true. That's a good start. Now you come to me. Such people are also rascals. They are great offenders to Srila Prabhupada. They can't do anything. They can't make any devotees of their own. They can only collect people who have made devotees from school. And they're saying that Prabhupada was only a, only a messenger. He just came to, to start. The, now I have come. Prabhupada 
the real secret mission of Prabhupada was to make all of you chant Hare Krishna to prepare you for me. I was come to give you the real, intimate, mystical, gopi leelas. Be very careful. People are also cheated. If you want to be cheated, there are many different kinds of cheating. There's Sai Baba style cheating, Chinmayananda's giant style cheating, supposedly Krishna conscious style cheating. Uh, this is called Hinduism. We are not Hindus. We are followers of Lord Sri Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, in the bona fide parampara, which has been brought to us by Srila Prabhupada and nobody else. We don't have to invent anything new. What Prabhupada gave us is perfect and complete. Prabhupada said many times, if you simply follow this process which I have given you, you will go back to Godhead in this very life. I don't think Prabhupada was lying or cheating us. Prabhupada said that anyone who thinks they can make spiritual, this is in the Bhagavata, anyone who thinks they can make spiritual advancement outside this international society for Krishna consciousness is living in a great hallucination because it is not possible. So, either what Prabhupada said is true, and those who are not following in this Iskand, they are in an hallucination. Or, Prabhupada was in an hallucination when he wrote them. Of course, they'll say, no, no, he wasn't in an hallucination, but you have to understand it like this, and they'll give their own interpretation. So we don't need your interpretation. You take your interpretation, and you take your own movement, and you do whatever you want. And we'll follow Prabhupada as he is. Prabhupada taught us to understand everything as it is. We don't need Sai Baba to explain it for us. We don't need any Baba to explain it. We simply have to follow Prabhupada as that is being described to us by the faithful followers of Srila Prabhupada. Prabhupada once said that Krishna consciousness is so simple you might miss it. What is there to do in Krishna consciousness? Chant Hare Krishna and be happy. Follow some principles, distribute books, spread this movement. And we're thinking, oh no, it's too easy. Oh, it's, I should find out something mystical. I should find out some secret mantras. This is all nonsense. Everything is there in Krishna consciousness, it's very easy. But there's one thing which is not easy. Therefore, people fall away. To give up all our own nonsense ideas and to surrender to That is also easy. But because we are sampradaya of punapunas charvita charvananam, therefore we don't want to. So here Prahlad Maharaj is speaking very strongly. He's speaking to his demon father. <coughs> demon father, he doesn't understand. If you speak to him some nice rosy words, he won't understand. Of course, he was such a demon that he was spoken to so clearly by Prahlad Maharaj that he couldn't understand that. Anyway,